Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Whoa, 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 yeah. We built successful online businesses without sacrificing uh, creativity, joy, nerdery, authenticity, or our woefully, woefully artistic sensibilities. And we want to help you do the same. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about entrepreneurship, building a thriving audience, and the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are, this one comes from a listener, uh, if we were Beatles, uh, sorry, the Beatles, if we were the Beatles, Barrett would be Ringo. He's not one of the original members, but uh, he keeps the beat for everybody and wears great glasses. Uh, he wears great glasses. <laughs> Chase would be Paul. Flashy, full of spectacle, uh, annoying to some people and lovable to others. Wielding the dangerous but potent power of the pop musician. And Corbett. Corbett, of course, would be John. A rock star who breaks new ground in his medium. Equally successful as a soloist or as a part of a group. That one comes to us from Kalen Huntress. In this episode today, listen, Adam who you're going to hear for, from, uh, Adam is a podcaster, and, he, and he's good at it. He enjoys it. He also follows all the blogs and the gurus that you're supposed to, and they all tell him the same thing. You've got to blog. You've got to tweet. You've got to Facebook. You've got to be everywhere. <laughs> that's, my, that's the guru voice. Uh, but here's the thing. He is tired of doing all of that. He's tired of doing it all. Does he have to? It's time for him to hear our answer to this question. Do I have to do everything? Adam's question, along with a couple others from listeners on the show today. So, enjoy. Oh, and also, Corbett absolutely loses his on this episode. There's like, his headphones come off, he goes to the bathroom, it's insanity. It's one of my proudest moments as a partner, because I'm the one who's making him laugh so hard. Oh, it's wonderful. So, follow along uh, at home at fizzleshow.co slash 89. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps, so let's get into it. Last night, uh, I was with Corbett and his wife and a handful of our friends, and um, Corbett and Jesselyn both have the the big iPhones, the iPhone 6, and someone says to Jesselyn, your phone is so big, and Jesselyn goes, oh, thank you, (laughs) 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 which was so good. I feel like, has she done that before, Corbett? Um, I don't know. It was a really good, it was the best way to respond. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Like, but it's like a thank you with like the understanding that like you just said a lot, and I'm really grateful for it. <laughs> uh, listen, guys, on the show today, I want to get into three questions, all of them relating to some audience stuff. Does that sound good to you? Sure. Sounds like incre- Barrett. Yes. Yeah. I felt a little bit of skepticism. <laughs> yeah. In that. What, yeah. Barrett. Oh, Barrett. What do you feel like? Oh, hey, Barrett. let's let's do this audience thing. I think they're in the audience thing. So we've got these questions from listeners, and they're, they're, uh, I think they're kind of important. I think there's something that a lot of people in our listener, listenership uh, will, will have to uh, think about at some time, uh, at some point, some point in time. So let's kick it all off with this voice note from Adam Clark. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Clark from The Gently Mad and avclark.com. I had a question for you that I thought might help other people. I can't be the only one struggling with this issue. And here it is. I, I suck at blogging, okay? I've, I've tried to launch blogs more times than I could count over the last 12 years, and none of them just ever worked. I, I struggled with consistently uh, writing articles, consistent output, basically. I feel like I've got about four good articles in me a year, and that's it. However, I, I love podcasting, and I love the audio format. I enjoy that way more than writing blog posts and I currently do a show that's three times a week with episodes that frequently hit the two-hour mark. I feel like I could easily do a daily show if I wanted to. I, I don't know why. I just have such an easier time producing audio and podcasts than written content. So the question is, as someone who's trying to build an audience and a business around the content I release, is that okay? Is it okay if all or nearly all of my content is in audio format rather than written? Or is there something about the written format and writing articles that is essential to 
building an audience. I mean, there are obvious downsides like SEO and um, Google searching and stuff like that. But other than things like that, is it okay that almost all of my content is audio or uh, should that just be supplemental and that writing articles is still important and I should force myself to do it? All right. I hope that made sense. Thanks, guys. Oh, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. It's a great question. Uh, Adam's a friend of the show. You can check him out at avclark.com. He's got an interview recently with Seth Godin that uh, I'm keen to listen to. I can't wait to listen to it. Mm -hmm. His Uh, show is called The Gently Mad. Yeah, yeah. Um, So... It's a good question. I've I've thought I think about this question a lot because uh, I I sort of, I sort of suffer from the same syndrome that Adam has here, where uh, it's really it's really a lot of fun and, in, and it's invigorating work to do a podcast. It's a lot easier. I think that's that's kind of what he's saying. It's like, hey, should I do the stuff that's easy or am I do I need to do the hard stuff as well? So for me, writing an article can be very tough, but I have found some hacks for myself to make writing an article easier Mm -hmm. uh, based on using the audio stuff that is really easy for me. Okay, but before you go there, the question question is, do you have to write? Do you have have to to publish written content? Or can you just do audio? Yeah, it's a good good question. So um, uh, here's here's a a couple of my thoughts, okay? Uh, First of all, just add the awareness that you're good at this thing instead of the other thing or that this one comes really easy to you instead of the other, that's important awareness. That's something that's not something to shy away from. So I, I like that. I also I like the the angle that Adam's coming at this from wondering like I, it's a lot to get that perspective to realize like you have these like to even just stop writing for a little while or to have just the awareness that like I always feel like I need to write, but I don't want to. I really like to podcast. A lot of us like will just feel guilty without even realizing why we feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? So uh, I think that that's great awareness and something that's encouraging for any of us out there who are making stuff. You know, you might find that it's really easy for you to do infographics and it's a fun, invigorating, uh, energizing thing. Whereas like maybe doing a podcast feels like the opposite to you, mm-hmm. right? So noticing the kinds of thing... Infographics are the best. They're so good. Or like vlogging, right? It'd be really easy for me to throw on a, a, a video tape uh, taper device. Uh, I have lots of them around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just VHS. Every room has a video, uh, uh, video recording unit in my house. Just hangs right over the bed. Uh, just, I like to vlog a lot. I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, I really can't say more. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing needs to be said, I don't think. I think nope. we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I uh, I like to wake up in the morning and just start vlogging right away. Mm-hmm. Um, because I find that my best ideas tend to come when I'm vlogging. Remember a few years ago, everybody thought vlogging was going to be the new thing, and yeah. then all of a sudden podcasting really kind of kicked in gear. Uh, and I would say that we're sort of in a... Uh, people are talking about this being the golden age of podcasting. I think this is the very beginning of it, potentially. It's the first time we've had the cultural mass that we have had with one podcast, namely Serial, mm-hmm. which I still haven't even listened to, but I haven't met anybody that hasn't isn't talking about it. Mm-hmm. That is very strange. This American Life has been around for forever. Radio Lab. So doesn't Marin's that go to, show. to Adam's question about can my thing just be audio? Well, obviously, some people are doing pretty well with just audio. That's right. And yeah. and even back, you know, when comedy albums were a huge thing, those yep. did fine. Yep. They weren't written. Yep. You know? Yep. So so what you're talking about is different businesses, mm-hmm. right? If you want to have a website that you bring people to and sell them your product and all this other stuff, that could be difficult to do with a podcast alone. Um, however, you and like you said, uh, this is something I struggle with too. Uh, we don't have transcripts for our, our podcast episodes yet. We probably will in the future at some point um, and because we've had a few people request them. But, um, but that text, it, the audio isn't searchable. Yet, I, I actually foresee a future in which all digital mediums are searchable, right? Uh, that's not that hard for, I mean, right now, Google or YouTube is creating uh, transcripts automatically of your video for you, it's just converting it straight to text, hmm. right? And you can follow it along. Um, and that's super easy for them because they're Google, right? So imagine that they're doing this with audio in the future and now every word is searchable and all this other stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that, that might not be a sort of a... a uh, a thing that's super limiting in the future, but you're right for right now that the text is sort of the findable thing. But you have text, you have uh, headlines, you have uh, you have words written about each of these posts, even if it's not that much. 
And and even if there's a million more words said in the podcast that are really valuable and Google has no idea about them right now. It, it's it's a hard question to, to try to solve. But at the same time, like you're saying, Corbett, business podcasts are in business as just podcasts all over the place right now. And your business unit, what your model looks like is selling advertisement. Am I, am I right? I mean, uh, what other things, I guess, uh, affiliates? With podcasting? Yeah, with podcasting. I mean, we have friends who podcast and sell courses. In fact, Adam himself <coughs> has a new course out yeah. uh, next week. And there's no reason you can't do it. it the, the issue, I think, just with podcasting is that you don't have the ability to um, to push things to your subscribers like you do with email. I mean, I suppose when you publish a new episode, it sort of goes out, mm. but you couldn't publish an episode where you just say, hey, I have this new course out. I mean, I guess you could, but you wouldn't probably publish an episode where you say, hey, I have this new course out, check it out. Mm. Whereas if you have people subscribe to email, you can do anything you want. You don't have to send them a blog post. You could just send them a notice about something new that happens. Yeah. So it, it feels like it's easier to sell a course or software or whatever mm-hmm. through um, an email list. And with a podcast, it just kind of has to be wrapped yep. inside of an episode. You don't know if people are going to listen to it right away. A lot of people are, you know, many weeks or months behind listening to your old stuff. So there's just some differences there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just, I, I would prefer to do both, obviously, and we do. Yeah. Um, there's no reason you couldn't just do a podcast. But then again, why not just have an email list that you talk about, hey, you know, um, click here for freebies. Or when you're on the podcast, hey, go subscribe at blah, blah, blah URL and I'll send you some freebies once in a while and build up an email list that way yeah. so you have a way to communicate That's with people. That's true. Actually, I mean, think about it. On the blog on the blog front, on the website front, we all know that we want to get people on the email list and so you offer them a thing. You put a form there and you say, hey, get my free ebook or whatever, right? Uh, who's to say you can't make that translation, Adam, to the podcast and, and perhaps a free giveaway? Like, uh, say you have a, someone on the show that's talking about copywriting and they, that you take that, their, their information and dial it down into like a 10 bit checklist thing. That's a PDF. And like at the end of the show, you get to say, Hey, I'm Adam Clark. I'm really unsure about myself and I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but I made a checklist of all these copywriting things that you can get for free. If you go to avclark.com slash copywriting, I hope you like me. I'm a, I'm a Frady cat. Ding. I'm, I'm the lion. Uh, I, I'm making fun of Adam because he, he calls me all the time when we talk to each other and, and I'm always giving him crap hmm. for this because Adam is a really talented guy. He's good at this stuff and he is his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has smart questions like these. So, so it's, it's, I have a view on this. Let's hear it. I think there's absolutely no reason you should blog. I think you should not definitely based on what you said. I think there's no reason you need to. And I think that anyone who tells you that is being dogmatic and they're just don't have the experience that you could have with podcasting. I think that podcasting is a relatively new medium in the minds of most people out there on the internet. I think that there's a massive opportunity right now where you've got major change makers and people who have been award-winning journalists leading the charge on podcasting. And I think that if you're creative with it, this can be the most powerful medium that there is over the next five years, but you have to do it right. Most blogs suck, therefore they have no readers. Most podcasts suck, therefore they have no listeners. So it's not to say that hey, you don't have to blog. You're going to be successful either way. It's to say, if you make something good and you do it the right way, I see no reason why you need to blog in addition to podcasting. No, oh, I like that. Look at Listen to the ferocity that, that Barrett comes out with. Mm-hmm. It's good. I will say one thing, uh, uh, that uh, less people listen to podcasts than read text on a screen. This is definitely uh, true. But by, by like two orders of magnitude. But... That makes it a, uh, that, like, if you, I mean, I don't know. That, but like, there are also like 400,000 podcasts as opposed yeah. to a billion blogs. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's, there, you, there, one is growing a lot more than the other. And I've got more. I've got more here. What's that? What? So, I, you have to do transcripts. I think transcripts are not at all optional if you're going to only podcast. So, that's another very strong, strongly held opinion I have. So, if that's your only medium, then you need to produce transcripts and they need to be on your website along with the episode. Um, I think that you almost have to have an advertising model. I won't say that definitely, but I think you really need to shoot for having an advertising model. Um, I've seen very small shows make money from advertising right up front, so there's no reason you can't do that. And I think when you have something to sell, you need to sell yourself an advertising spot. Uh, don't do it any differently than you do for another advertiser. And if you're going to do advertising, don't do shit advertising. 
that nobody wants to listen to. Do advertising that is narrative or that tells a story alongside your story and be very clear about what's the story you're telling for the show and what's the story you're telling for the ad. Um, the startup podcast is a great example of this. They very clearly delineate between ads and the show, but the ads are just as entertaining as the show. I love startup podcast ads. I look forward to them and that's saying a lot. So I think there's a business model there, but before you go down that route, you need to decide what is your business model for this and therefore how can your podcast serve that? Um, just like with blogging, there's no reason you can't promote a series of your past shows through an autoresponder on your email list. Uh, people insert blog content into their email list to build up their autoresponder all the time. Shows can be the exact same way, especially if you have transcripts. So be a leader in it. Go experiment and report back and tell us what you're doing and teach the world how to do it for themselves. Heal the world. Make it a better place. Mm, let's hold hands. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, anything else to add here? I think this is an important... Basically, what we're asking is... I like I like the question of blogging versus podcasting in an all-out, no-hold-barred fight. Cage match. Yeah, cage match. Uh, I like that question because I think it's a very timely question to ask. Mm-hmm. Because what Adam's doing is he's paying attention to everybody that's come before him. Us, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, uh, Leo Babauta, every person that we've talked about on the show as someone who's like kind of led us uh, down the way. We all talk about the same crap, right? You got to have a little bit of the SEO juice, but really you're giving, you're building an audience, you're creating the giveaways to get people on your email list, you're doing all this stuff, all of this stuff, right? These are all best practices. And now, if you if you're someone who feels like Adam, you're very good at podcasting, and the other stuff isn't that great. One's really easy. One's really energizing. One feels like a drag. You know, feels like really crappy. Now you have to ask yourself. So wait, I won't be doing exactly what Pat Flynn's doing, or or right. Corbett you're just Barr's worried that there's not a model. That's for exactly it. it. And and that's a valid worry. It's a total valid worry. And I think what we all are, we're, but we're at this. But this, we also all know plenty of radio programs like This American Life. We're not like, oh, they're dumb. They don't have a blog. Well, or yeah, but it's list. a very different thing. This American Life stays alive only if they have a million plus listeners. Well, WTF is alive and it, it, because he's not he has a blogger. A, he has a million plus listeners and he is a blogger. I mean, they have, they have a bit, but you're right. I mean, there, there's a different thing going on there, yeah. different model and different stuff. And so Adam, what he's doing is, is kind of smashing together this indiepreneur sort of get on my, like this, this relationship over the next 10 years with my audience thing, much closer than I have a relationship with Mark Marin or, or Ira Glass. Right. Um, so it's a different, it's a different category all its own. Because, yeah, if he wants to be Radio Lab, then he can do that. But that's not what he's doing. He's doing long, in-depth conversations with people who are not, uh, you know, Louis C.K., mm-hmm. right? Even though he can, get, he can get some bigger and bigger and bigger people on the show, that's still the, the numbers are going to be different just by nature of the fact that WTF came out six years ago or whatever, and, and now the podcast landscape is much different. So it's a very interesting question. I love it for this reason. I was speaking at this... Um, this event in LA uh, last week, and actually Seth Godin spoke there too. He via satellite, um, and one of the things he said is just bouncing around in my brain. Someone asked a question, and he answered with, "Well, first of all, you don't have a marketing problem; you have a mediocre problem." <laughs> oh, that's that good. post went live today too. Really? Oh, really? Yep. Uh, he said that, and I just went like, and I knew that was my problem too. Oh, that's good. I feel like, you know, when Fizzle gets to a point where we're like, everything's kind of on autopilot, I'm like, yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I realized, so those words to me turned into, Fizzle's exactly as boring as I allow it to be. Yep. You know what I mean? Adam, with your podcast, you're as limited as you want to be with this thing. You're, You're as bored as you want to be with this thing, right? So if you want, what would make it feel exciting? What would make it feel successful? What would make it feel true and good? What would make it feel like a righteous uh, cause? What would make it feel like the things you want it to feel like? We can go, go and do it. This is the world we live in and why I love Indiepreneurs so, so freaking much. Because we're literally, like our last conversation, or I guess what will be the next conversation that we have, is on domain names. And which which uh, you know top level domain name to choose, which all of these other things to do. Uh, I love the idea of being forced to choose a .io or .co or .biz or .wang. <laughs> you can't wait for this conversation; it's so good um, uh, because we simply can't afford the .com because we can't afford the this that and the other. And you do what we do; we can't afford the .com or something like that, right? So we have to build our own thing on something we can afford, and now we kill for that. 
Now we own that. That's us because we put the three years of work behind it and we're, we are putting our ass on the line for this thing, right? That's the difference between an indie entrepreneur and Airbnb or Uber or whatever, right? Now, I mean, they started, they started scrappy, but I love that. And you know, the truth is, I think we're going to have to stay scrappy. Adam, you know, you don't have an easy thing coming your way. You have a pioneering lifestyle coming. Do you know, does that make sense to you guys, Barrett? Does that, do you understand Definitely. what I mean? You got to get, com- he's got to get super comfortable with the fact that other people are going to look at him and ask him what the hell he's doing. That and, he's not doing it the way everyone else is supposed and to. And that he cannot rely on the advice of other people. That's exactly right. You know, that's what I, I, I uh, knowing Adam, he, he does that. And a lot of us do because it's so safe to go like, this is what everybody's advice is on domain yep. names, or this is what everybody's advice is on this idea. Cause a lot of great, true, good things are, are, are in there, right? I, you, I can save you some time by a handful of best practices about, you know, doing some customer research, doing some customer development, doing, getting the guide that we have at fizzle.co slash guides, uh, or for the defining your audience and choosing your target market and figuring out who your one person is and going through the empathy map and answering these 32 questions that'll help you understand who your audience is, where they go, and what their problems are that they're trying to solve and how you can help them, right? All of these things, going through the business sketch template that we have within Fizzle, taking the mindset course so that you know very clearly what your expectations are and what they're not. And so you can weed out that disappointment before it even starts to cloud your judgment, right? There's a lot of best practices that are true, good, and, and real things, but we can also be our own worst nightmare when we're comparing ourselves to others constantly, and that is not helpful, right? So there's this weird line that I think is – we're in this amazing time for podcasting right now and for new media and whatever that is, right? Like you said earlier, Corbett, we all, we, back the time was when like we heard about a vlog, and the whole world's like, oh, my God. And the time was when you heard about a Pinterest, and the whole world's like, oh, my God. And the time was when Friendster was like, you got to get your brand on Friendster. Now right? it's all about that yak, yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not about the yak. Yeah, Barrett, we're on Yik Yak over here, man. We, we've been riding the yak. Well, y'all live close enough to where you can basically only talk to each other. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the problem is you don't know who's who. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a social network called, uh, an app called Yik Yak, and it's just a, a anonymous uh, whatever. It's like Twitter, but you don't have a name. Uh, and it's whatever. It's mostly college kids. Corbett really nailed it today with one, but I won't, I won't share what it was. But it's mostly college kids. <laughs> it's, no, this is what I, I can you gotta say. ride that yak. I gotta say, no, you gotta you just, ride that yak. Just ride the yak. Okay, so listen. Anything else to say on Ad, to Adam on this front of of blogging versus podcasting, and to everyone out there thinking about it. And Adam's just asking for permission here. He knows what the right answer is. Yeah, he's he just. Knew. You know what I mean? It's easy yep. to second guess yourself, but he's and and he's off to the races. I don't know when he sent this question, but his mm-hmm. new podcast is kicking ass. He's mm-hmm. got big name guests. He's having fun with it. Yeah, but you know what it's like to have big name guests and still not have the things that you need to support your family. I know, but right? he's also he's been making sales of of yep. his thing and uh, where is his uh, his irresistible podcasting is his. Um his course, his course that he sells that's coming out yep. a step-by-step gu- guide to launching and growing a podcast that can't be ignored i love this how do you make a podcast that's the shit and not just <laughs> it's good adam's been podcasting for a long time uh so if you're interested in that definitely definitely check it out uh, i'm looking for the price here uh uh, uh it's a few hundred bucks yeah it's 120 bucks but right check now. out his check out his uh check out his show as well that'll be Jimmy in the Matt. these will be in the show notes we've, all, we've been we've all been uh guests on there i believe yeah, we have. We have all been uh, guests there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. No. So, uh, anything else to add there? I think you're exactly right that, yeah, we're, Adam's, uh, most of us just need uh, the permission to do a thing. But at the same time, uh, this is an interesting place for a lot of us to be because there's a lot more mediums than there were before. And a lot of, so, like, so Pat Flynn's big advice out there is be everywhere, right? And it's a good plan. Right, and doing some research for Adam's question, I if found... You're, if you're, like, extraordinarily able, yeah. uh, like Pat is, yeah, he's just he's most just, of us can't do that. So Pat's Pat Pat reminds me of Gary V, right? Gary Vaynerchuk, who's just like, go everywhere, be everywhere, do all the things, blah, 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 and an insane amount of energy yeah. and helpfulness, right? Cool. I'm very different. Adam's very different. You are, too, Corbett. And Barrett, is, we all have our different sort of angles. And I think the real art of this thing and the way that you sustain yourself over time is going to be finding how you do it. It's not going to be, I could have been more successful and I'm not. Or it's, if I had only been more like so-and-so, if, yeah, I would Yeah, this guy does this. Should I do that? I don't know yeah. if I should do that. And if you don't know, maybe give it a try or decide to do it outright or talk to buddies who are who are doing a similar sort of thing, right? Yep. So that's hopefully what we just got to do for you is talk about this in front of uh, 
have this conversation ourselves in front of in front of everybody. So, Adam, great job asking the question. Thanks for bringing it to us. Uh, Big love to you, and you do not have to... I mean, the summary would be what? You don't have to blog. Go for a transcript. Make your life easy, and uh, and go, go go become the the like, the like podcasting messiah. Yeah, be know. the example that, that people end up talking about on their shows. Yeah. But be the, the only, change you want to see in the world. No, uh, not that. The desk <laughs> is a dangerous place from which to view the world. Oh, yes. no. Find something that you care about. It is your deep caring about this subject and not your games with words that will be the root and cause of your success. What about your words with games? Uh, it is not Cards Against Humanity, but I did have a bucket of... Mm. You know that card? In no. Cards Against Humanity? <laughs> no, that's good, though. I like it. It's, a, it's not... Well. Okay, so let's move on to the next one here. This one's written in. This comes from Ryan McRae. Wait, you can do that? Yeah. You can write it. You in. just write an answer, yeah, a question I, in. You know what? <laughs> Should we just write the answer back? A lot, a hold lot. Hold on, hold on. You get, let's type out the answer. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people are, are wondering, Chase, how do I get my question answered by the Fizzle guys? <laughs> and finally, I'm ready to tell you. Don't you think we should tell them, guys? Yeah. Let's tell them. Barrett, should I tell them? Sure. I think it's time to tell them. Corbett, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I think it's about time. I think uh, people want to know, how can I get my question answered by the Fizzles guys? And I'm like, I want to answer it for you. Barrett, that sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Great idea. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Corbett and I were just out to lunch. We were talking about like, gosh, we got to tell these guys how to ask their question. <laughs> we do. <laughs> what are we talking right. about right now? <laughs> so listen, if you want us to answer your question on the you, air, we want to hear from you. Oh, I want to do something new too, by the way. I want to do something new. Okay. Okay. Oh, so first of all, you can ask your question at um, fizzleshow.co slash ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. That'll take you right to sp- speak pipe, spork pip. Spork. And you can just use your computer speakers or a microphone. The better the quality, the better. But you yeah. can ask your question. Uh, do it. Uh, some people write it beforehand and then and then read it off. Other people just uh, spend nine minutes talking. Um, and I kind of edit it down, make my life easier. Some you could. people spend two minutes talking and then they realize they have more time and they're like, "Oh, hold on, <laughs> I am going. big party guy." <laughs> Paul knows what I'm talking about. Uh, then, uh, so you can do that, or you can always just send us an email at heyguys at fizzle.co mm-hmm. and just say, "There's a question for." the podcast answer it when you can and we will absolutely do that every time we get one of those i put it right into this little text file that we keep and i update and all the all the things but i want to do something kind of new here Ooh, i want to do something new. tell them what they've won chase every every episode i start with uh what is it what what do i say when we start out the every episode you say if barrett wasn't such a curmudgeonly (laughs) son of a (laughs) (laughs) no close but i i started out the very first words i say are Hello, and welcome to the Fizzle Show. (laughs) It's a really bad version of it, but yeah, it's that kind of thing. Um, What I want to do is I want to have listeners yell that part out. So if you go to fizzleshow.co slash ask, you can just click record and go one, two, three. Can I try it again? That was pretty bad. Hello, and welcome to the Fizzle Show. (laughs) I'm going to use that. (laughs) But I want you to go. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Oh, that's good. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's get good. your get right. your radio voice on. Man, I gotta practice. And get it going. And I want it to sound like you. Okay? So it can be like, hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be great. Or it could be like, Welcome to the Fizzle Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be, yeah, welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> It could be a lot of things. Right. So I want to welcome you to the Fizzle Show. Ready, set, go. Right? It could be anything. Um, but, but I mean, you know how the music starts? It goes... Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Like that. Oh, man. It's good. So plan, So just, just do... This is going to be great. Just let it go. And, and uh, let it go. Fizzle let show. Let it go. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, okay. The caffeine's sort of slowly coursing through my veins. <laughs> is, it, is it? I can't tell. Out of a possible 47 alligators? I got 987 alligators. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
So I would love to have just a, a hundred of these things. I would love for the next 90 episodes. This is episode 90, guys. Can you mm. believe that? Actually, I think that we're going to do this, this at 89. probably 89, yeah. I think we're going to do this at 89. So I would love for episodes, uh, you know, 91 through uh, yeah, 106, niner, yeah. niner, to to start with listeners saying, mm-hmm. hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. So listen, if you're brave, if you if you're bold, if you can do this, and you could also just on your phone, Go on your voice memo app and just record it on your phone. And just email it to us. And email it to heyguysatfizzle.co. Or if you're cheeky, heyfizzle.co. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh. I love the emails I get to that email address. They're like, <laughs> is this real? Is this, if this is really you and you reply, I'm going to flip my shit. <laughs> I took my shit and just flipped it. I, it was one way, but then it was, and it was like supposed to be that. So it was flat on the bottom, you know? Mm-hmm. But I flipped it. Yep. And so now it's like an upside down pyramid of, of just poo goo. Dookie. <laughs> poo dookie. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Finally getting to Ryan's question. Thanks for being so patient, Ryan. But really, honestly, listeners, I, I, I want more of you people in my show. So please, fizzleshow.co slash ask and record a hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. I'd love that. Uh, and mention your name there so I can, so, and maybe your website so I can call you out on the, on the show. Okay. So, dear Fizzle Deities, Ryan starts this out. Uh, okay. I run a site called masterpresenting.com. And I have about 50 subscribers. I've been on Lifehacker, yada, yada, yada. Still, not a lot of subscribers. It's, uh, it's to turn crappy presenters into awesome presenters. That's the point of that site, okay? Then he says, I also have a personal site called ryanmccray.net, which is dusty and haven't posted there since August. Uh, so about 50 subscribers there. And then I had a Kickstarter that I did. It failed, but I got 100 subscribers from it, right? And then I'm the mentor for Jeff Ramuson, who is doing the blog ADDKidsRock.com. And recently, I went to an ADD conference, looked around, and thought, geez, no one is really publishing anything fun, no ebooks, and all the other books are very expensive. So I posted on my Facebook page, hey, anyone interested in a, a short ebook about my 20, uh, you know, top 20 ADD hacks for productivity and not hating life and something like that. And, and he, he says, well, it, it blew up like 70 of my buddies were interested. So the bottom line is this, since this book isn't a part of my three lists and I don't want to do a blog about ADD, like start up a whole new thing, I just want to ship this one book, but should I use the above subscriber lists, all these three or four different ones, just to let them know uh, in a short and sweet way about the ADD book? Uh, am I committing subscriber adultery? And, and in parentheses, it says, I want to ship this thing so I can get back to the master presenting site. Uh, and that is, uh, that's, that's it. That's from Ryan. So uh, little side project. Do I tell my existing lists about it? Yep. Yeah. So my first idea is uh, I do a blog post on all these properties, just saying like, "Hey, you might be wondering where I have where I've been for a little while. I just put together this book. It's really great. It's this, that, and the other. Here's a couple quotes from it. Here's the thing. You can get a free chapter here, and it's for nine dollars. Click the link, Gumroad. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Right. I would do, so that this is a a blog post on each one of those things, and it's sort of like that same message that you send out to all of them. It's not subscriber adultery necessarily, as long as you're not like hounding people about it. Yeah. They signed up for one reason, and now you're going to tell them about an ADD book. Yeah. The chances are. Uh, first of all, they're going to think it's ironic because you were talking about presenting and now you're talking about ADD. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> second, second of all, um, there's just not going to be a lot of interest. If I'm interested in finding about how to become go from becoming a crappy presenter to an awesome one, I don't really care about ADD yep. unless I happen to have ADD, which there's a chance. So you'll get a couple of people who are interested in it, but not much. So don't hammer them yep. about this new idea. Here's another trick. You send them an email. Uh, you send each different group an email that's specific to that group. But then at the end, you say like, if you're wondering where I've been up to, Ryan's new book has just come out. Right? So it's like, hey, here's some relevant stuff to people who want to be presenters. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, at the bottom, at the bottom, it's a, like, like a thing. Don't miss Ryan's new book on ADD or yep. something like that, right? Yep. You know, suffer with ADD or know someone who does this, uh, yada, 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 right? So that, because the truth is, this book's going to be successful not if your current subscribers buy this, but if people well, in the future buy it. I mean, here, let's, let's be real about this. He has, oh, wait, let's have some real talk. He has 200 subscribers culled together from three different lists. Okay. If those subscribers were all obsessed with this idea of um, an ADD ebook, then he might expect to get maybe five to ten percent of that list to buy that book yeah. eventually. Because it's not those lists aren't about ADD. Yeah. 
you're going to have to take that 5% and divide it by 100 or something. So he may get one person out of those 200 that's interested in yep. this new ebook. So and, that's just and what we're talking about here is, up. Ryan, we're just trying to set your expectations. No, you're not committing subscriber adultery. Do it in a way that's relevant to each of these lists. Don't expect many sales. And realize that the success of this book is going to come from a prolonged exposure of this book to an audience that's interested in it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who, do, who don't blog and have big, successful books uh, because they sell to existing audiences through an affiliate relationship, right? Um, so I'm thinking of, you know, like paleo plan stuff, uh, Evernote Essentials stuff, all of this sort of thing is finding, uh, so Evernote Essentials, finding communities, forums, blogs, etc. that are uh, all about the productivity and... Now you've got a place that this is extremely relevant to. Yep. So yep. finding those big blogs out there, finding those big sites, doing a 50% commission split with the person who runs the site, making it extremely easy that way, yada, yada, yada. That's a great way to go. I think I think people should be pursuing that more often because it takes so damn long to but create at the an same, audience. But at the same time, uh, Ryan's telling us he has multiple projects going on. Yeah. Um, why does he think this one's going to be successful when the other ones aren't? Is it a matter of focus at this point? And maybe it is. Squirrel! Since, <laughs> since he's talking <laughs> no, about No, but ADD. at the same time, Ryan's a, a funny, uh, uh, intelligent guy. And uh, Ryan, I think if I were you, here's what I would do. I would time box this. I'd give yourself two weeks to do it. Or I would have... uh I would put together a really rough outline. I would get five people. Uh, I would have calls with five people, 20, 30 minute calls with five people running through some of the stuff with them. Hey, what's your, what, tell me a story about when you're super ADD. Hey, what about, uh, what have, what's been helpful for you? I've been doing this. Is this helpful for you? Basically treat them like almost like coaching or consulting sort of things that you just do for free. What you're doing is you're getting, you're gathering stories and you're gathering insights about what, whether or not they understand your book and your, your point of view and your this, that and the other. That will be, you will thank me for it. I guarantee you, if you do it, you will thank me for it. And you're talking about like maybe set up two to to five of those things, okay? Just so that you get someone else's voice in your head. Then go do it. I mean, do it in two weeks. Get it done. Get it out the door. Put it out. Spend a month uh, writing, uh, identify 10 big sites, uh, identify 20 big sites that this could fit on. ADD uh, kinds of uh, sites, whether it's whether it's maybe ADD for kids, maybe ADD for adults, maybe yada yada. yada. I don't know what, but these things exist. Forums, etc. And spend a month of sort of like actually pushing the thing out there. What you've you've spent now six weeks. You made the thing in two. You you put the thing out there in, in four weeks. Okay, you've actually put the work into it. You know, every Monday maybe is is ADD book day where you're just pushing that, sending the emails, etc. And then you're done. And either you've made some sales or you haven't. Either you found a new passion or you haven't. You realize you shipped something. You actually did something. You put it out into the world and you actually did the work necessary to to, to feel good about like hanging it up on the shelf or keeping going with it. It's a it's a big victory to do that. It's a really big victory, and I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to do it. So that's that's if I was in those, if I could, if I was the person who wrote this in, if I was Ryan, and and I and I could say to myself, like, so for instance, I'm imagining me two three years ago writing this in somewhere. If I could give myself the advice that I I wish I could give myself, it would have been that. Just just do it. Just just get it out. Get it out the door. But plant time box it. Talk to the people in the front half. Time box it. Then. Uh, then spend the month doing the things. I mean, just find 20 sites that this could fit on, email every single one of them two times. You know? What do you got over there, Grandpa Barrett? Yeah, G-Pop B. Uh, not too much, Dad. I, think, yeah, yeah. I don't have a whole lot to add. Uh, my prunes haven't worked yet, but ultimately, uh, what was the question? I think you should definitely do it. I don't think it's a big deal to send one email to each of those lists. I don't think it's a big deal to write a post on your site. And don't let it distract you from your work work for too long unless so what, it takes off and then let it distract you for as long as you want. It's actually, yeah, it's really funny actually because the question is like, oh, could I email this, these people when really what, what the, what the problem, what, this is the, the theory that we're, we're, this is the thing we know for true here at, at Port and uh, Fizzle. Uh, the, the biggest dangers to your business is the thing you don't see coming. Okay. That's why you need community. That's just it. That's why you need outside voices helping you along the way to tell you when your crap smells like and to tell you when you are not acting like yourself and to tell you when you haven't gotten out of the building and actually talked to anyone real about this thing, right? You need the community. That's why we built fizzle.co. That's why we have this podcast, all of these sorts of things, because the most dangerous thing coming your way is the thing you don't see coming. Everybody knows we've got these questions that we want to ask, but the ones that we don't know we need to ask are the most dangerous ones. And that's, I think, the question that that's what we're seeing here with Ryan is the, the, the dangerous question is not, should I email on these lists? The dangerous question is, is this an important thing to make or not? And why am I keeping myself from doing it? Mm-hmm. And why am I turning this into a big thing when it could just take six weeks? Right. 
These are the. Th- this is like bootstrap it, get it out the door. Proud of you, Ryan. Make it count. Welcome home. He was in Afghanistan for a long time, which is another clue to the as to yet unfound Easter egg, except for again Anthony Newman, the ultimate finder. Okay, uh, uh, anything else to add there for Ryan? Nope. I think we nailed that one. Okay, uh, this one comes from Vincent, okay? And he's in the Philippines. He says, hey guys, I'm Vince from the Philippines. I have been listening to your podcast for a few months. Thank you. I'm really a novice in this field, so you're great help. Right now, I'm in the process of searching for an audience. What I love to do is writing about life and personal development. Listen, I know this is a saturated area, but it's what I'm interested with, and I hope to find an audience that would listen and ultimately be customers who would buy my book in the future. Uh, I'm just practically blogging right now at vincentimbat.com and learning as I go. Now, the question that has been bothering me for a while is this. How does the element of geographic location, nationality, language, and culture influence one's choice of an audience and problem to solve? Or should we even let these factors uh, influence the process at all? Should we create products for people scattered around the world? Or should we focus on a specific culture? I don't know whether to write for Filipinos or for an international audience. Which do you think would be better? Thank you. And more power. More power. I, I like this question just because it, it's a very it, it's a it, it makes very plain the question that a lot of people who are starting blogs around the world have. Right? Even remember uh, Paul Ricken, right from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. It was like, is this English? Is this is in in uh, Netherlandia Dutch? Right? Is it in Dutch? Uh, what what do we have to do? I mean, this is a, a bit because like how I mean the. I don't know. It's a hard question to answer I if you're living in those worlds. I don't think it's that hard. Well, it feels like picking a niche, right? It feels it does, like, and it could be. I have I have something helpful for all these people, and none of them are finding it because I'm just one <coughs> little blip in a drop in a big old ocean of people talking to all these people. But if I could just focus on this this one region of this one town in this in in the Philippines, then I could ostensibly reach everybody in that town. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's. But that's, you, th- here, my thing is, if Leo Babauta had written about life and personal development on the island of guam only yeah none of us would ever heard of him yeah or right? unless he pivoted away and got more because even if he's writing about just that for guam eventually an article just like he got started in the first place an article gets picked up but this that and the other and, and next thing you picked know up what it's not going to get picked up if it's about people in guam what? and the same may be true of the philippines right but the irony is uh, like, like you you fit you've just like you've always said if you go really specific you end up having an opportunity to speak about much broader topics but right? what i'm saying is he just said that he's interested in writing about life and personal development i didn't hear anything about writing about filipino no, culture no no not at all yeah right yeah totally he totally. didn't if he said i have this burning desire to help solve something that's happening in my home country of the philippines yeah then that's there's no question about it he just said he's interested in doing personal development in life and so to layer on this geographical this yep. false constraint yep. we all have the same life and personal development problems mm-hmm. that's not a geographical specific sort of thing unless he's talking about i have these problems because of my um, because of my social life yep. or because of my economic status or something yep. that is related to where I live. And I'm thinking more in terms of like language barriers, right? So mm-hmm. for someone who speaks Dutch or someone who speaks Arabic or sure. someone like that, you have to choose. You know, uh, you know, I, we're so lucky to, to be in an English-speaking country and, and so many of these these great people like actually speak so many multiple languages, right? Right. And they have this choice, like which language do I choose to yeah, blog yeah, yeah. in? That's a crazy choice. I don't get that sense from him. No, not either. at all. And actually, yeah. because in his English is, is superb. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it, it is an interesting question. So, so what I'm hearing you say then, uh, his specific question is, uh, how does the element of geographic location, nationality, language, and culture influence one's choice of audience and problem to solve? It's a great question because what I, I always like telling people, uh, uh, listen, you're, you're talking about yoga. Why don't you just talk about yoga in, in your town for, for six months and then see, it, you don't have to say like, Hey, Harbor, Illinois, let's talk about yoga. Like, Oh, there's this shop and that shop and that shop. That could be helpful for a little bit, <clears throat> but pretty soon you're working into those broad general questions of like, how do I get started? The only reason why I would throw a location barrier in there or, or but like sort of design in that constraint is just so that now, if you want to get people to your blog, you can go to every coffee shop and put in a little pamphlet or a flyer or a thing like that, which is something that none of us who are bloggers ever do. But, uh, it's that real world sort of interaction that then gives you just a tiny bit of traction that keeps you going that 
extra month where you might have quit before, and yeah. then then you get a little bit further, and your reach goes wider and wider and wider. And five years from now, nobody remembers you were just talking to Harvard, Illinois, because now you're actually just all about getting started with yoga. Yeah. So it's just this hack to kind of get our brain that slow, that little bit of traction that can be so impossible to do at the beginning. You know, yep. which I guess is no different than actually tweeting it out to your followers and, and Facebook friends and all this other stuff. That's a similar thing. That's a location uh, constraint. That's yeah, a, it's the circle that you operate in. Exactly. What do you got, Barrett? I would say that you should decide on your business model first. Um, you know, if you're going to do a service-based business model where you're in person with your customers, like doing coaching or something like that, mm. might not be a bad idea to do uh, like a hyper-local kind of blog. Um, if you're going to sell digital products and have the Leo Babauta model, then you probably shouldn't limit yourself to that because you're going to be limited in how many possible customers you could have. So I think if you start with your business model, that might inform what the right strategy is to market that business model. Mm, I like that. And by speaking of business models, you should, people should know we've put in a new, uh, email thing, uh, a course basically for people who sign up for the, the fizzle newsletter. We've, right. we've never even we haven't talked about that. We have no. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're talking about we're, last month. Uh, yeah. yeah, but we haven't we never talked about it on the show. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. So there's a ten email series. You go to fizzle.co. You'll see a big green box to sign up uh, to add your email and get uh, get. Uh, are we even talking about it in the feature box? Like it's a separate thing? Not really. No. This is something you're gonna. It's an Easter egg. It's you're an Easter going egg. to get. Yeah. Got it. So Barrett, Barrett why don't you tell us about yeah, it? Tell you, us, you put it together. So the basic idea was like hey, we don't have any major autoresponder we send to our list right now. Uh, why do most people subscribe to the Fizzle blog? Well, hopefully it's because they want to build businesses someday. And presumably to build a business, you need a business idea. So this eight email series is designed to take you from, I want to be an entrepreneur someday to, I have an idea and I'm pretty excited about this. And seven yeah. emails over seven days. And one of them that I remember going through specifically is the 10 business models that you get into. Um, they're, they're like business archetypes. Yep. Uh, that's what you call them. And they're, they're, there's some examples of each one, sort of here's how this person does it, and this one's selling ads, and this one's selling products, and yada, yada, yada. And it's a great little overview to help you kind of, uh, like you, to your, to your point, Barrett, on, uh, does, uh, I would figure out your business model first, right? Well, what are my options for a business model? Well, you're going to have it right in that email. So head over to fizzle.co and sign up. Uh, you'd like it. It'd be good. Uh, the, you can head to the show note for this specific uh, episode, and you're going to get all the links and things uh, like that at fizzleshow.co. Yeah, this will be 89. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to look for that in the other one when I edit mm-hmm. it. Fizzleshow.co slash 89. Okay? That'll, that'll be a place to, to get on the list and get that email. Hey, get and I'd love to hear archetypes. what you think about it. If you go through the email course and you have some feedback, you see some ways it could be better or you really like it, either way, uh, email me either at support at fizzle.co or hey, fuck fizzle.co. Oh, hey, come on now, Barrett. There is no need for that. Oh, that's rich. That is rich. Um, okay, so I feel like that's, that's, that's all I really have for Vincent. I mean, it, it's a... So, I mean, you know, it, and it's a hard question. It is. This is, you're right. I mean, people, especially when you're talking about language. Yeah. Um, and I, I, do, people, I do think you're right. I don't get the sense that he specifically is asking about. I don't think language. so. Although he did say language. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, he did say language and cultural culture. Um, this idea that there are probably markets out there that are really untapped that are in languages other than English. I, I believe that, you know, you can imagine in. Um, especially in the big languages, like in Spanish or Chinese or something, there are probably all kinds of opportunities for bloggers. Um, the question is within that language, are people looking for blogs on different topics? And I can't answer that cause I'm not, you know, immersed in that. Um, the Philippines, I guess, you know, to go back to my example with Leo and, uh, Guam, the Philippines are a bit, uh, a much different country because I think there are, uh, 40 million people. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. In the Philippines, whereas Guam's if like you're on 11 Guam, people and in Guam, you're writing in English by default, um, yeah. unless you're writing in tomorrow. Um, but I don't know if anybody that does that. So, Gosh, your uh, cultural education, Corbett, that was so impressive. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 
stop looking. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That would be terrifying. I don't know what happened just there. <laughs> You've entered the vortex of my sexuality. Um, oh, God. Uh, so, listen, I think, Vincent, so your question specifically, I'll read it out again, uh, is how does the element of geographic location, nationality, language, and culture influence one's choice of audience and problem to solve? To me, it influences a ton. Half the time, it's invisible already determined things that you have not even didn't even have That's a choice true. of right so for me i have so many cultural decisions already made that i don't even know i've made yeah well for example like us talking about white dudes as our examples all the time yeah that's our cultural influence coming to bear. Clearly. Yeah. We're sorry. We apologize. We're working on it. But, but I mean, even beyond that, like I can't apologize for the, for the, for growing up, for watching, uh, for watching the movies that I watched growing up. You know, Teenage I, Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turner Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Secret of Robes. Turner Mutant Ninja Turtles. Secret of Robes. That's one of my fun movies. One of the last so much money in the movies. I'm so fighting. Barrett, what does it seem like is happening over there? I have no idea. My name's Chesney. I smell a lot of toast. <laughs> It's like one of those things where you see like all the words are misspelled, but you can read every every word no matter what. What is something like my mustache? So strong. <laughs> uh, so. You know, I feel like our uh, conversations have gotten less lucid since we stopped drinking during our show. Somehow. It's true. It's true. My face uh. is certainly a hell of a lot less red. <laughs> I used to be. But we make less sense somehow. Time was when I do a physical show and my face red. And look like clown on 4th July. This, this is the run pee part. <laughs> run pee. Yeah, run pee.com. <laughs> but do you see how hard I tried to get us just straight into the action? You did oh, a pretty good did. job today. And yeah. now but we're just The issue is the... we're at the end, so now. Yeah. No, I just got to get a little bit of my system. I got a little, I got a little more to get out. I don't even know what this is. I'm, I can't stop doing because I'm exploring it. I'm like, what is? Who is this guy? No, you oh can't. My stop. God. I have a fantasy of like naming these people and giving them like motivations and histories and things, and just being able to get up on stage anywhere and give you like. And I would like to give you my perspective on the love and the light. You know, be able to like come up and mm. just do that anywhere. But right now, it's always an exploration. It's, I'm always trying to figure it out. But that's also what's fun about it. I like it. Good. Sometimes when I make a podcast, I was talking a little bit at the end. So do we want to have some kind of like uh, wrap-up conversation here? I feel like we answered all the questions, you know. Uh, <laughs> Barrett's looking at his watch like, okay, got to get back home. Uh, no, Chase, I don't have anywhere to be. It's just kind of like, <laughs> we're, we're, like we're gibberishing right now. You know, yeah, literally we're gibberishing. <laughs> well, that's gibberish is a hard word to describe. What few listeners were left are now... <laughs> I would like to know if people that really like this or don't, but man, it feels now my I feel favorite like, part. I feel like the few people that are still around probably just this have is, to listen. It's like is, a train wreck is happening yeah, it's in front like, of their faces. Well, I often think about what's the difference between like an audience and a tribe, right? <laughs> what's the difference, you know, an audience is like, all right, pal, give me your give me your tips. And a tribe is like, oh, man, let's do Oh, this here my, they this go. This is my favorite this part. This is the part. This is my favorite part. And that's how I am with I, that's how I am with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't want your, I don't want your yeah. tips. I don't want your tips. Just, this is a time when you put down your pen and you're like, okay, yeah. I got to start listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to start listening to my soul monster. This is the part where they're in the gym energy. and it's like, stop doing your deadlifts right now because you will hurt yourself. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of people saying like, I dropped a dumbbell. Yeah. You're, an, you're a jerk. I think all of our uh, heavy weight lifting yeah. sort of people are, yeah. are gone now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because they injured themselves. Which is kind of nice because now nobody in our audience wears those Vibram Five Finger shoes too. So that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. And their last act of love to us was sending us an email asking us to do transcripts so that they wouldn't hurt themselves. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Okay, so that's our our three audience questions. Hopefully you can see the the sort of through line of the audience stuff there. Remember, we started off with Adam's, do I have to blog or can I just podcast? What is that little... I need to get some air. I don't know how to stop. Oh, God, help me. I'm just gonna slave to the beat. Corbin is like on the ground. On the ground! Oh, yes! I don't even know. I have no idea. Just, I'm hard. crying right now. Oh, we were I in the middle of na- summarizing, and we just went to like the freaking beatbox session. I never that hard. Oh. Corbin's not going to walk oh, straight for a week. <laughs> oh, that was He's good. got tears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's got tears. Oh. 
<laughs> oh man, oh, we just made. Great. So I have oh, a confession, so listeners. So it's our fault. It's oh, Corbett and pictures. my fault. I'm taking pictures. He's got a he's got a cowboy shirt on. Oh, this is. Listen to him. Uh, he has to take his headphones off. <laughs> he took his headphones off. This is happening live, folks. We are here on the scene, and Corbett he's just took his to headphones off. We're not even done with the show One, yet. One, <laughs> One, two, countdown. Finish him. Three. <laughs> he literally just washed his face, and he's drying it off in the <laughs> towel. This is why we podcast next to a bathroom. Oh God, I'm also tears. Holy uh, goodness, this can is we, great. Can we stop now. <laughs> So we answered three questions. They were all about the audience, and I've been Baird Brooks. As you can remember, we started at we started with Adams. Should I have to blog or can I just podcast? That was a fun one. Then uh, Ryan's question about can I email these different audiences about a new product that's not really specific to those things? And oh wow, Corbett, that's a neat hat. Hold on, leave it on. I'm going to take a picture of that. I'm going to put it. But oh, leave it on. Put it on. No. Okay. Then then Vincent's question about what is the role of you know culture, geographic location nationality and these sorts of things um and uh so i I guess i could say a couple more but but that that pretty much does it so vincent to you i guess the the real takeaway is um you're already going to have a lot of those decisions made for you just by nature of the fact that you come from where you come from and that you've seen the movies that you've seen you've heard this is what culture is we have all of these cultural influences and reference points that 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 you have along with your with your audience and people will just kind of gravitate to you to you about that and ultimately like you like i love the way that you put this vincent when you said i I know this is a saturated area you know personal development and writing about life i know it's saturated but it's what i'm interested in right now and i hope to find that audience i like that that's the right point of view to come at and um because it's going to be it's going to be work and if if you can if you can hold if you can keep doing it for long enough and keep a day job or find other ways to make money or something it can really it can really snowball and and grow um that's i think the big difference between picking a real a a real specific niche or niche and talking about a more general thing is a general thing is just going to take longer unless you're just a a rock star and you somehow have some great insight but i I think that's that's rarer than we think so i I, that's all i have to say barrett anything else to add no i i'm so lost (sighs) i am impressed that you tried to bring it back to reality for People are going to be speculating on on what drug we did before this episode, and I got to tell you, folks, we're just high on life over here. Yeah, H I H O L. We did have Indian food, though. You know what? I will That's say, true. I was extremely offended, Chase, when you said we here in Port. I mean, Fizzle. Yeah. I know. What you was big that? Jerk. And literally, because we were like, I think it was, had something to do with that. We were talking to the baristas about like you know Californians moving to Portland. It was oh, just on the brain. So man. it was my bad. I totally apologize, Barrett. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. <laughs> I've been Corbett Lee Barr. It Brooks. What? Bar It Brooks. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. I've been Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks. Corbett Barrett Brooks. Corbett Brooks. Oh, now I can't even find the gibberish guy. <laughs> it started when you said uh, p- blog. Blog. <laughs> <laughs> There you have it. Woo, 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 woo. All right. Thanks to Adam, Ryan, and Vincent for your questions today. We love hearing from you guys. Let's get some ladies. Where, where are the ladies at? Where are the ladies at? Come on, ladies. Ask your question. I want to hear about what businesses you're making and maybe what one what one thing you're struggling with right now. One hurdle you'd like to get over. One, one concern uh, that you, you'd like addressed. Okay? And you can ask that question at fizzleshow.co slash ask. All right? Or shoot us an email at guys at fizzle.co. And I mean it. Let's start off uh, the show with your voice, with that new idea that I had. So you can go to fizzleshow.co slash ask and record your hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Uh, or you can just record it on your phone and email it to us. Do whatever's easiest for you, but I'd love to get your voice in there. Show notes for this episode at fizzleshow.co slash 89. That's where you're find all these notes and links and uh, bits on, on each of the questions that were asked, as well as a few articles that I found on the topic of blogging versus podcasting. Listen, I got a review on iTunes here from Adam. Adam, the guy who starts off our show with the question. Uh, and this is what Adam says. 
these guys have changed the way I think about my work and my life. There's as much stuff in here about life as there is business. Very few podcasts are must-listen for me, and this is one of them. Well, Adam, I'm grateful. Thanks, pal. Uh, you can see his uh, iTunes review. There's more to it at the uh, the old iTunes place, and you can leave us our own. You know, uh, you can leave us your own review. You know, our goal here is is obviously to, to make stuff that's going to help you make make your best possible thing. That's going to help help you realize you're not alone. And there's a lot of other people out there who are, who, who would, would love to uh, who would love to start their own thing. And if you leave us a review in iTunes. It helps those people to find us and realize that they uh, they aren't alone in putting their arses on the line to build a thing. There's a lot of arses and a lot of lines, and I am not talking about cracks. <laughs> I that was inappropriate. I, I mean, that is that just such a dumb joke, right? What am I, a five year old? Well, I spend most of my time with a five year old, so I guess that explains it. In closing, uh, in the word in the words of good old Ziggy Ziggler. You don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. <laughs> That's a really bad Ziggy Zig, but uh, but old old Ziggy Zig's uh, he's got a special place in my heart. All right, people, find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>